Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, another talk here. So um, it's Tuesday, and we generally do a um, practice ideas and concepts talk on this uh, day of the week. So um, I'm going to re relate this a little bit to um, a project that I'm working on. I'm um, putting together a video for Days of Wine and Roses. Um, and um and so um i thought i'd talk a little bit about chord melody technique since it's a chord melody kind of arrangement um and uh so we'll go through and we'll, we'll look at at this um maybe i'll start out with a little bit of the back backing track and uh do some improvisation on on the tune Probably some, still some things I want to iron out about that, but um, we'll kind of um, play around with it a little bit here and um, see how it's going. So I've um, been uh, working on maybe emulating a little bit of the sound of, um, of the recording. I'm not going for an exact thing, but um, so I've been working out a little bit of an organ um, kind of a kind of sound here. All right, so we'll work a little bit with that. Thank you. 
Okay, so um, some of the changes there are a bit different than um, than what we've been playing and working on uh, so far. Um, so I'm going to talk about some different shapes. Um, I want to make sure that this is kind of distinct from um, the video that I plan to make. Um, so here the topic is not so much how to play the tune, but maybe techniques for um, practicing and um, general good good practice uh, um, as far as the technique that you do use on the on the instrument. Um, so let's uh, let's get a close up on the left hand. So for those folks who are listening on the podcast, um, I'm going to make this. Um, um, very helpful for that uh, platform, um, but uh, if you do like uh, the visuals, uh, you can check out uh, youtube.com where we have a member area with these videos available and lessons and talks. Okay, so let's see if we can uh, dial up here. I don't often use this uh, view but I, I think I should probably do it do it a bit more all right so um, one thing to think about too is just um, uh, uh, thinking about who who you're um, maybe working with as far as um, um, a musician so we're thinking about Wes Montgomery so he used the thumb um, I'm going to be using a pick but it has that similar kind of one contact point. Uh, so, um, so even when I'm doing this, I you know I try to kind of avoid using uh, hybrid picking or anything like that. So just kind of going for that sound. So starts out with a with a shape here. Okay, and kind of moving moving that shape up to the kind of the goal here. So one thing that we can do in general is try to um, work on muting. A lot of times the uh, first finger is really kind of in charge of that. So I'll, I'll oftentimes put the tip of the finger. Uh, let's say I'm, let's say I'm barring from strings four through one. So I'll, I'll really try to bar that and then I'll take the tip of the finger and kind of have it land on the string below it, just sort of a little help and string control there. Ultimately, the pinky over here is going to also touch that string, so we're going to have uh, two fingers on that string. Okay. Um, and then I oftentimes talk about the thumb location. Uh, my lessons and things. So the thumb, if I pull away here, is going to be located behind, let's say, the second and third fingers. Okay, so not too much of bending the wrist or anything like that. So just kind of going like that. And then we have this chord, which is a little unfamiliar to me. So, um, so I'll give myself a little extra time to work on something like this. You know, session so I'll take take this and play it so I'll, I'll part of that is just going to be kind of working with what comes before it and then thinking about how everything moves and, and you could take this really pretty 
um, deep too. You can um, you can say, okay, well, I'm gonna track one individual finger at a time, and and just gonna repeat it five times. I'm not gonna do that now, but um, and then go through another finger and follow its its path, and kind of go through that whole process. So, um, so a lot of patience involved with that, but um, but I think ultimately pretty worth it. Now, then I'll think about what's what's sort of the is there any danger in this um, this note? Like, is it possible that um, what if your second finger is too far down and end up muting it, right? So then you really want to think about making sure those notes are clear and that kind of thing. And then just kind of general planning ahead. Sometimes you might want to look one ahead of where you are. So for this next chord shape, um, we're still thinking about E flat here. E flat major seven sharp 11. But the next very next chord is this chord. So, uh, which is the D9 sharp 11. So then you might think, okay, well, maybe I'll use that same finger on the first three strings. So seeing how one change kind of connects to the next. Okay, and then we get this other voicing. So anything like this where it's pretty much have to, you have to pretty much regroup all the fingers again and try to probably go through that process of um, being really aware of each finger and kind of making a repetition out of that kind of part. Um, now we get to this next chord and I'm not sure how sequentially I'll go through everything but um, so in this next chord um, you know try to land everything at the same time so so just try to you know contact the strings, press the strings, and those just kind of simple um, movements. So I try to you know in the process of practicing something, I, I will try to um, um, not take anything uh, for for granted or uh, anything like that. Pretty much almost anything I can try to notice or. I'll be aware of. I'll, I'll I will try to um, put some time into that. Right. So um, here we're going to kind of pivot the finger. So we're going to have this fourth finger here. That's going to land on string two, and then as we hold that, the other three fingers kind of move over. And then we're on the G minor nine. Okay. Now I'll also try to be aware of um, where the rests are and try to cut off at certain specific moments. Um, that's really important. Um, so there are a few moments where there are really clear uh, rests here. So we try to remove at that moment and then plant at the right time for the next kind of kind of thing. Um, so here's a moment where we're really moving quite far, you know, from from uh, this position eight down to the position three, right? So we're going to want to think about you know 
kind of be specific with all of those uh, motions and things. And that gets into another thing. So that's a pretty big distance. We want to think about how, how far these distances are and, and the general shapes, you know. So, you know, for example, we, we end up here in third position with this G minor, and then we move up to fifth position. Right, and then we kind of kind of stay in the position, change the chord quality to this E flat 9, sharp 11. Okay. All right. So there are some, some things that we can think about and be aware of as we're, um, as we're moving through uh, the tune. And everything. So, um, so let's take a, a little bit of a, a break to maybe uh, play, do some um, some listening here. So we'll see, change, change some things up. I haven't been in the studio for a, a few days, but um, hoping everything is laid out as I as I remember it. Um then I dial in. Uh, so I'm gonna go with I believe this is the Latin feel on this uh this tune. So um let's change it to sticks and go with the Latin feel here. Yeah, play through. We'll do a little quicker. Quicker this time. All right, and um, video is an op opportunity, the uh, live stream is an opportunity to ask uh, any questions. So if you want to check that out, kind of shape the direction of the talk uh, for um, on the live stream. All right, let's change that up a little bit. All right, let's see. Uh, not quite what I was expecting. Just bear with me here a moment, see if I can. Uh... This one is doing, maybe we'll sample it first. Time. Maybe that it's more of a brushes kind of thing. All right, we'll have a pretty, pretty moderate tempo here. Thank you. 
Check all that. Let's see if we can get some uh, better things happening on this. Let's try that one out. Thank you. 
Well, that uh, worked out a lot better with the rhythm section there. <clears throat> it's kind of an interesting thing, uh, isn't it? Um, so uh, we have different time fields that are that are based on um, uh, division of uh, four within one one pulse one beat, and then three within one pulse and um, I spent uh, a fair amount of time uh, kind of working with um, the idea of, of overlapping uh, those which I think is important um, from a you know kind of practice um, perspective because if you're playing on a swing tune you want to be able to play at least at some point um, say for 16th notes or or some 16th note passage right um same thing if you're doing um, um uh, something that's even like uh like most latin <clears throat> tunes excuse me um where you might want to play more of a uh, like triplet and actually there are quite quite a lot of um uh quarter note triplets and those kind of things on uh Latin tunes and uh, and the repertoire, uh, but anyway, it's just sort of um, so I don't know if maybe you notice a little bit of the tug and pull between um, not this past time but the the time before with the um, the uh, drums uh, as more like a swing and the bass was more of a, it's more of an even feel to it. All right, so let's get back to our um, talk on um, on this tune, um, and really thinking more about concepts of how to how to practice and what to do and um, how to work with um, various challenges and things. So, uh, so it could be any tune we're talking about, but um, this is one of our tunes for this this month here so um so that was the a section that we worked on a little earlier um and that that comes up again um at least a lot of that um content so now we're kind of in the in the b section so we we're thinking about bar chords um so so i'm talking a little bit a lot about string control um, so here we have um, well five notes that we're going for right but we don't want this first string right so sometimes I'll even take the right hand and, and just kind of touch the first string um, but I'm also taking this bar here with the first finger and I'm lightly touching that first string so I'm not, not actually barring so if, if I bar it down it sounds like that Right, so I'm just kind of barring up up to that point. So so that way if I do end up strumming all the way across, then that note's not gonna come across because I, I don't want it in there. So um so that's another little bit of a thing. And then um aiming uh for certain notes um and certain spots of the first finger can be important. So there's some um parts of the finger that are a little tougher than others. So, you know, just kind of lining that up and experimenting with where 
you want to place that finger. Okay, kind of moving down here. Now this is a change that kind of works pretty well, but it's one of those spots where an issue might arise. All right, so we go to this A7 flat nine, which kind of feels like a uh, C sharp diminished. Okay, and I'm kind of moving up. Okay, and then I'm gonna play up here, so now we're on the D7 flat nine. Now this is a, a moment I'm just kind of recalling when I was practicing this earlier, um, where I'm gonna, I was having a really pretty easy time, I'd say, on, on this particular change, but I wanted to ensure that there weren't any um, uh, issues with it. So I, I thought, well, I just wanna make sure there's nothing vague in my um, my thinking on it. So, um, so I just kind of broke it down and, and traced. I felt that it was pretty um, important to trace the path of the second finger moving from that second string to the third string, right? The fourth finger kind of stays on the same string, so it's got the string to guide it. Um, the first finger kind of rotates and stays on its own string and then bars, so it has kind of an easy time there. The third finger just kind of moves away and and doesn't get involved with the second chord right so the the finger that might cause the most trouble is kind of the second finger if it does so just you know trying to trace that um sort of spatially you know just trying to think about how it moves from one string to the next yeah and then um you know kind of moving moving from there right so now this passage feels pretty natural to me, but um, when it gets to here, um, I kind of decided to use the thumb, so which, which I don't do a whole lot, but so then I know that um, this may become an issue. So th this is something else where I, where I oftentimes think about when I'm practicing something is um, it might not be having an issue, but I, I may end up with an issue. Um, so I'm, I see this as being a pretty large regrouping of the fingers, right? Moving from that E minor seven flat five over to this A11, and then moving that thumb, that thumb's going quite a distance. Um, so that's something where I'll maybe spend some extra time on, right? So that when I, um, a part of this is all the, the goal of performing in some in some fashion. So if I go to um, play live and I end up doing this arrangement or something, um, then really kind of on the spot and um, you got one take. And so that's, um, you know, so you really wanna make sure you've got all the, all the things ironed out. Um, and then re recording, you know, Oftentimes that that process maybe you have more opportunities. Maybe you're not worried about it doing it in one take, but um, still you want to have it so refined that um, that you might take do three takes you feel confident about, um, and then listen back and take the one that you like the best, right? So so it's you know whatever you're performing. Um, 
it's gonna um, be important just because you know when you're practicing live or performing live there's really no opportunity to practice it um, and then when you're recording at least for my for my personal preference and experience I don't want to practice anything when I'm recording so um, um, so that's sort of you know spending spending that time it's really kind of kind of worth it and this is another little area I think which could be problematic, right? So you get this. So I spent some time thinking about what finger would be a good choice here, and I came up with the second finger because it ends up on the same fret for this next chord. So kind of a bit of strategy, uh, you might say, involved with some of these ideas, right? And then we form this. So there's just a, a little bit of a half step movement there okay and then end up with some really kind of big chords and then I'll reference the um, recording too so I might decide okay well this sounds like he plays that real short there so right so I might um, kind of work with that as well Right, so um, yeah, let's take another little break for a moment uh, before we move on, and um, I'll do a little bit on um, the. Uh, let's do, do a little more days of wine and wrote days of wine and roses. Let's have that kind of queued up here. Um, let's do more like a swing feel on that. And uh, try to get that kind of queued up. I spent, I, I wanted to do a little bit more of this uh, um, in the studio today, but I was um, writing out um, a lot of music this morning. Uh, writing out some charts really for myself to play with students so I could play bass parts on uh, some su supporting things. And then um, I wrote a little bit out for, or I was working with, um, um, I guess not writing so much, but um, but uh, coming up with some some MIDI lines or some just lines for uh, for this organ trio sort of concept, which I, I don't think is going to be an organ trio sound like they're recording it. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think it does leave a little room because I, I think uh, I think it's Mel Ryan plays the organ on that recording on boss guitar, and I think he lays out on the bass, so which allows uh, Wes to play this kind of bigger sounding chords, so I, I might do something like that. See how it progresses. All right, well, let's play a little bit on this, and I might take the tempo up a little bit here. It's uh, really cold in this studio, so I'm not sure if I'm ever going to feel warmed up, but um, um, let's hopefully have the right kind of groove and everything here. So. 
Alright, here we go.
Okay, so um, it's a little break for us. Um, let's um, talk a little bit about the uh, our topic for today, uh, being a technique under the um, the idea of uh, practice ideas and concepts. And I think this talk will really help when the um, melody video does come out. Um, so um, we end up uh, similar to what we had before into here. Moving here, so remember we made this decision to use the first and the third finger. So that's, you know, kind of odd feeling. I mean, maybe not too much so, because sometimes we might play this um, like F9 chord or something. So it's maybe not too bad, but so we have that and we're just gonna kind of move that third finger over and then add the fourth finger on the first string. Okay. Now, rhythmic accuracy is another another thing to think about. So here we have a kind of rest and then a couple of quarter note triplets. So a quarter note triplet rest and then a couple other notes, right? So, so that's something to be aware of. Now we get this little kind of little movement here on the fourth string. And I want to think about also, you know, how loud we're doing each individual thing. Obviously, the melody we want to be pretty prominent. This line sounds like something that maybe fits a little more at a lower volume. So put that, put that, those uh, three notes maybe a little lower, kind of in the mix. Okay, and then we get this happening again, but also do we want to play those short or? Um, so those are little, other little decisions there too, so. Okay, now here, we kind of go in a different direction, right? So we have this shape, and then we're gonna use the same exact shape moving over a string. We get a different chord quality though. Okay, now here's a part where it's a little technically possibly challenging. So we have this note here. I want to mute these. We're in the eighth position, so we're kind of holding, it's kind of like holding an F chord over the C, but it's a D minor over C. And then we want to get this note on the first string. That's a little tricky, right? Because we, we're muting, so we're arching the first finger a little bit, so we're muting string five but then we want to get an, a clean note on string six and string one. So that's that's kind of difficult just by itself, but also we want this third finger to clear that first string so we don't block that as well. So um, that's a little challenging to do, get that clean. So that's just something to maybe spend additional time on. Okay, then we're up here in ninth position. We have the D, uh, <coughs> excuse me, B minor seven flat five. Hold that same note. So this could be quite a stretch. Okay, so we're moving the lower three notes a half step lower, keeping the top note the same. This is a pretty 
on the common chord, B flat seven. Okay. Right, and then we're kind of moving. Hopefully I don't get any um, copyright strikes from playing this, but um, okay, and then playing like that. So just really thinking about the the chords, the kind of the cleanliness of everything, the accuracy, um, like we talked about. Um, and then I might might include in the recording, I might include a little bit. Actually, I played this line. I don't know if you heard it. Um, uh, one of the, maybe the first solo I did earlier, um, um, where he kind of starts a solo out with this. Something like that. All right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for checking out this talk. I hope it was uh, helpful for you and that you enjoyed it. Um, so uh, have a great practice session, and I will uh, see you all in the next one.